Welcome to Life is Life, the podcast where we're here to inspire, inform, and educate as many people as possible. I'm here with Cheryl Martinez, and she is a TV host of Tools for Talent, a vegan chef, and she's a model, dancer, artist. I mean, what else do you do? <laughs> like, well, thank you for that warm introduction, Gavin. You're welcome. I am very, very honored to be here on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, you know, I've definitely done quite a few things over the years. I started out in the entertainment industry. Then uh, right before the pandemic hit, I went vegan. And since there were no entertainment industry jo- jobs during the pandemic, I kind of switched my whole uh, just, you know, way of being into just fully immersing myself as a vegan blogger and a vegan mentor. And that kind of became my new thing. And I like that better than my old entertainment industry job. How do you you have time for anything? Like who, like that's a big commitment to just hop from entertainment, running a business, or I guess a a entertainment company to then starting a vegan, um, going into veganism. Yeah, it's tough. I'm definitely a bit of a workaholic. Um, and I, <laughs> I have several virtual assistants that uh, that I that work underneath me that's definitely help offset some of the workload. But um, but you know, it's 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 if you if you love what you do and you're super passionate about it, it doesn't feel like work. And I feel like once I inversed myself in the vegan community, I realized that this is just where I am meant to be and where I'm meant to be spreading my my time and my influence so I can actually do meaningful work that makes a difference in the world. Interesting. So uh, what made you go vegan before you said right before the pandemic? Like, yeah, so I was vegetarian for eight years prior to going vegan. I actually um, was hired by a modeling agency to go live in India for a while and uh, be a part of the Bollywood industry. Uh, This was in, in 2012. I was there for about half a year. Um, and, uh, it was amazing. I mean, Bollywood's bigger than Hollywood, so I'm sure you can imagine how insane it was, but, uh, but, you know, I saw how they worshiped the cows in India and, you know, giving up meat was something that I've always wanted to do. And I felt like, ah, I'm in a new, like a new, new habits, new lifestyle, new culture while I'm living here. I'm like, it's now or never, if you're going to make the change, like do it now, Cheryl. So, um, because like I said, they worship the cows. So cow wasn't even on the menu. And then you, uh, just, you know, seeing the, the chickens and the cages squished in the cages on the streets, like it just kind of made me not want to eat that anymore. So I kind of just started slowly cutting out, um, you know, the meat, I never ate fish to begin with. So that was already, you know, cut out from jump. And, uh, and then I was vegetarian for eight years, because I thought I couldn't give up dairy, Gavin, I thought I couldn't. And uh, one of my good friends, who's been a vegan for much longer than me, uh, uh, pushed me to watch some documentaries. And, uh, and in January of 2020, after I watched those documentaries, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to try to go all the way vegan. I'm like, you know, if you need to be more disciplined, if you, and then I'm telling you, Gavin, no one loved cheese more than me. <laughs> um, so if I can do it, anyone can do it is the point of the story. So, so you just, so okay wait so why did they why did they send you to india i i kind of 
didn't understand that. Why did you Why did you live in India again? Uh, well, well, I worked um, in the entertainment modeling dance industry for a while in my younger years, and uh, and so I was hired by a modeling agency in India that sent okay. me there up in a model house with a bunch of girls from South Africa. Of course, I was the shortest one out of everybody, but um, but it was a super cool experience and definitely changed my life for the better because it helped me become the person who I want to be, which was on my path to, you know, uh, veganism. So before, before we go into like the, the vegan veganism, I wanted to ask you, where did you start? Like, what does your resume look like? Like from the beginning, like, how did you even enter this field? Well, um, uh, as the day I graduated college, I immediately moved to Midtown Manhattan and I was like, I am going to go on any audition I can find for singing, (laughs) dancing, acting, modeling. There was a point where I was going on like five auditions a day. I just wanted to be Beyonce. And I thought that was my calling. And, uh, and I joined several music groups before becoming a solo artist. And then I, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to shoot music videos with 50 Cent, Little Kim, Keisha Cole, Beyonce, and the list goes on and on. And uh, I had I had a lot of fun in my 20s. Um, but uh, but you know what? Um, the music industry is tough. And I was in the music industry right before we transitioned to you know the digital age of the music industry, where you know streaming and stuff came about. So when I was in the industry, in the music industry, we were in the streets. Like we had street teams. We were in parades, handing out flyers, like doing all the live shows in the clubs, networking with DJs. Like we did it the old school way. And unfortunately, I think being right at the peak of that transition period, it made it super tough um so after investing a lot of time and a lot of money in the music industry although i love it um it just didn't end up being the path for me which is okay i still i still make music um for fun in fact i actually just put out it's right when i turned vegan i made some parody music videos I made some parody music videos that um, that promote veganism. So I rewrote the lyrics to some of the um, to some of the um, uh, like popular songs and made them really funny, but actually like promoting veganism with the lyrics. So that was something I, I so the point is, I still do music a little bit for fun, but um, but it's not my career anymore. I saw that one. You have one song. <laughs> I, I don't know the name of it, but you have one song on, v, uh, I guess, on your channel. And it reminded me of, like, the ni- 2000s pop music or, or just music in general. Like, it, it was it was interesting the way you made that music video, the song. Um, so, okay, so... Are you, you gotta- talking about the one where there's a lot of, like, UV glow in it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I actually lived in Spain for a while and worked with a lot of EDM producers while I was out there. So that song was actually recorded in Spain um, (laughs) and yeah, and shot in New York. Um, So, um, yeah, yeah, I I, that was I think that was the last uh, major music video that I put out. Everything since then has been, you know, fun, small, little uh, like home shot parody style things. Interesting. In in, uh why did you come to florida um (laughs) the pandemic everything was just happening in new york and and you just yeah no well you know in new york um you know we sacrifice 
location for we sacrifice square footage for location so um in the pandemic we started feeling really squished in new york because there were wasn't much to do so i'm like you know what i want to go live on a beach in florida for a little while <laughs> um so yeah no I've, I've only been here for in florida for a short while i still have my place in new york and i am still a new yorker <laughs> right Right. But but I'm wearing my SoFlo vegan oh, right. <laughs> uh, uh, tank top right now. Yeah, and, for anyone uh, that doesn't know, um, we actually met at a vegan festival or a vegan event, really. Um, and <laughs> and so, all right. Yeah, That's... it was my first ever vegan festival. And Gavin, you were my favorite person that I met at that festival. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I love engaging with people and like, it's very interesting just the whole vegan community. Yeah. And then and then maybe a, a week or two after that festival, I flew back to New York for um, for a vegan festival in New York. Um, and that was even crazier because it was uh, it was on Randall's Island. It was huge. I couldn't believe how many vegans were at this festival. Um, it was called the Vegandale Festival. Are you familiar with it? No. Well, it was so packed that there were literally hundreds and hundreds of vendors and all the lines were like miles long. So as as annoyed as we were about how long (laughs) it took to get our foods, I was also so pleasantly surprised and happy seeing how much the vegan community has grown. Oh, yeah, there. I mean, the ones that I mean, I've I don't know. Do you know who Sean is? You know who Sean Russell is, right? Yeah. He's like a founder of SoFlo. He's a founder of SoFlo Vegans, mm-hmm. and seeing him grow as quickly as he is, as he has. Well, I mean, he started a long time ago. I mean, uh, I mean, this is not a this is not just a one time thing. But uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how 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 far the vegan community has grown so far. I mean, I I've been I've been just to share like I've been vegan for five years, and like when I started um, being vegan, there weren't as many. Uh, I don't know. There just wasn't. I don't know. It just changed, like the whole community. Yeah, for and sure. Different. And are you going to the vegan block party festival this weekend? So I am gonna go actually a later, like so, like that second half of it. But um, there's actually a section that's. Have you heard of Anonymous for the Voiceless? Yes. So I'm helping out them just uh you know i guess talking to people um help you know giving them the vr set because they put on they we you know we put on a vr set and people will see like how the animals are being like tortured and everything like that Ooh, that's that's yeah. rough that's good oh, I, I have a hard time watching that kind of yeah. stuff well i mean for the people that eat meat we have to at least like show them what they're buying like it's because like you said you saw the chickens in a cage and you just saw a different culture or you just really, you saw these animals in person. I mean, that's, I mean, when you see it in person, it's so different than just hearing it, you know? Of course. That's why I think the documentaries are also super important because they really help educate you as to what's going on out there about a lot that's being hidden from the general public. Yeah. Like you've seen Dominion and everything like that. You've seen like, you know, all the, Actually, the ones that I saw were the ones that were not 
too sad to watch because I love animals so, 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 so much, Gavin, that if I watch the sad stuff, I'm like crying for days. So the ones that I watch and that I recommend watching more for educational purposes and not so you're crying all day Mm. is, um, you know, What the Health, Cowspiracy, The Game Changers, My Octopus Teacher, uh, and and Seaspiracy, although that one was also also a little bit graphic. but yeah, those were all the ones that I've watched so far. Dominion, I, I keep, you know, coming back to it. And I'm like, oh, do I have the the stomach for this? I'm like, at this point, I'm already full-blown vegan. So it's not like you need to convince me anymore. So do I really want to put myself through that pain? Yeah. What Anonymous for the Voiceless, uh, the mentors say is, they say watch it to to have the emotion to explain to people, or the passion to you know, change people to go vegan, make people go vegan. I mean, it it's usually like fuel almost. And, you know, we, we encourage everyone to watch it, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, th- that's why I built my blog as a way to help inspire people and, and spread the message as best as I can. It's, it's more of like, like a resource. I provide tons of, yeah. of, of free recipes, free cooking classes, uh, free, free mentor sessions. Um, uh, I have a free vegan challenge, a free mobile app where you can track your progress like on the go while you're trying the challenge um, and a whole bunch of other free goodies in there. So I really tried to create like a one stop shop all-in-one resource everything you need if you want to consider you know trying out a plant-based lifestyle yeah um you have a free cooking class every week when what day is that it's actually uh it's the last sunday of every month right now although for the holiday months for october november i think i'm going to do it the week before the last sunday of every month because um because I don't want it to fall on a holiday. So it's typically the last Sunday of every month, but you can always go to my blog, click on the RSVP button, and then you'll get an email reminder before we go live. And it says the date there. Can they get all your social media accounts on your Instagram? Or uh, Yeah, actually, if you, I mean, go I guess... to, if you go to CherylMartinez.com, uh, all of my social links are right up there um, for easy okay. access and you know most of my social media links are at or either at cheryl.tv or at cheryl martinez depending on the platform and mm-hmm. also uh at vegan or cooking uh across all of my other platforms as far as um the the business social yeah you have so many different pages and so many different um yeah way too many gavin it's so hard to keep up. <laughs> well you know what the problem was is that my cheryl martinez pages used to be all about the entertainment industry and then when i went vegan i started writing <laughs> about that stuff on my personal pages and i lost a ton of followers my engagement went way 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 down i completely ruined myself in the algorithms um, so I'm like, damn, I kind of messed up these pages. So then I was like, okay, let me start new social media pages just for vegan or cooking and start building a new audience from scratch based on an audience that actually cares about what I'm posting. Um, because I kind of learned the hard way that um, that posting on my Cheryl entertainment pages was not a good idea. So yeah. <laughs> social media tip right there. It's, yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Do you get backlash from people? Like, have you have you gotten that? When I post about veganism? Yeah. So I try to angle it in a way where I'm just sharing these delicious recipes. Whether it's vegan or not, it's a damn delicious recipe. So it doesn't really matter, you know? And then once in a while, like if I post an image 
that's like an old modeling photo, I'll try to, um, you know, to write in the caption something about like telling a story about something related to veganism, but more just kind of in a way that's not pushy and just kind of sharing my Mm -hmm. own story as a way to inspire and educate rather than push people. So I haven't really, I, I don't post anything that's like pushy or sad or graphic. I try to focus on like the positivity of, of adapting a plant-based lifestyle, whether mm-hmm. you're, you know, uh, doing it for your health, um, for the environment, uh, for the animals. I try to focus on all the positive reasons um, because, I, uh, you know, like I said before, I have a hard time looking at the graphic stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. It's, do you do you get backlash? Well, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I kind of asked for it. I, I guess sometimes when I like on stereo, I would uh, just, I guess, bring up things about veganism or just bring up things about, you know, the slaughterhouses and stuff and deba- yeah, debates. Yeah, I guess I do. Right. Um, but I don't think it's personal. I think it's just uh the whole vegan debate and the ethics behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of your audience is already into veganism though. Right. Uh, well, the people it's, it's interesting because the people on stereo, they it's, it's just, I mean, sometimes it's random people. Sometimes it's like people that follow me, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess some of them are some, yeah, some of them are, uh, we've actually gotten people to switch to veganism, which is interesting to see that. That's awesome. Isn't that the best feeling ever? It really is because it it, it changes it, it changes their life completely. Yeah. You know. You know, well, I always thought about what's the best way that I can save the most animals possible because I've always thought about, you know, opening up a sanctuary one day and of course I I would always visit and donate to animal sanctuaries. Um but then I was like, you know what, if I can get, you know, just people to go and eat vegan two times a week three times a week for every day i get one person to eat vegan statistically i'm saving an animal that day so if i can can connect and reach people all over the world and inspire them to eat more the more vegan meals you know throughout their lives throughout their weeks I can save countless animals compared to, let's say, opening up one sanctuary. So that was kind of the right. inspiration behind the blog and really trying to help people with it. I mean, what, like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I guess my approach is much different. Uh, but what, what was like what was like something that was challenging for you to go like vegan? You said cheese, but like, was there anything else? Did you just transition? Like, how, how was your transition? Because I feel like yeah. that's where a lot of people get discouraged. Yeah, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. You know, I come from a Puerto Rican family uh, where my family roasts pig, pigs on a stick. So I, you know, uh, I grew up in a very, in you know, with the culture being very, very, you know, uh, meat positive, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So it was, um, it was tough for me kind of getting my family to understand in the beginning. And uh, even when I went vegetarian, you know, I felt like I was the oddball out. So um, I'd say the struggle for me was just not really having, um, you know, people like doing it with me at the same time. Like I wish that I was educated when I was younger by my family and really trying to just given the choice to eat meat or not and not 
being automatically forced to think that this is normal, you know, because, you know, and the other thing is, I obviously I have a cooking blog now, right? Veganer cooking. But, you know, I used to hate cooking until I went vegan, until I went vegan. Yes, I didn't. I always thought I didn't like cooking. But what I realized (laughs) is that I didn't like dealing with dead animal flesh. I didn't like cooking dead animal flesh. It always turned me off from cooking. And then as soon as I went vegetarian and vegan and I started experimenting with all of these um you know with all of these cool things that you can do with vegetables I it it became so interesting and so creative for me and that I ended up falling in love with cooking and and uh and exploring all these different types of plants and vegetables and then I realized wow like I'm actually really good at this so um but I never would have known that if I didn't uh you know stop eating meat what do you what out of out of the entertainment in the entertainment business industry what what do you like the most or i mean you don't have to answer that but i mean because it's it's got so difficult question to answer but i'm almost curious of do you enjoy this more than entertainment or i'm so what I loved about the entertainment industry was obviously songwriting. I love writing music. That is something that I think is just super, super cool and something I really enjoyed. The other thing I thoroughly enjoyed was performing and being on stage and connecting with the crowd. That like lit me up like nothing else. Um, so I definitely miss being on stage. I definitely miss putting on a show and getting dressed up in my amazingly fabulous costumes that are just all sitting in storage right, right now. Right. Um, right. But, but, but I do, but when I'm, you know, doing my mentor sessions and helping people transition and doing my live cooking classes, it still kind of gives me a little bit of that sense of like connecting with people and kind of like, like my cooking class in a way is another, it's kind of like putting on a live show in a sense, you know? Um, So I get a little bit of that in what I'm doing now, but, um, but once I grow my community, I would love to get back into the music and make more parody videos to help spread veganism. Um, but, uh, you know, this way I can combine the two. But, um, but, 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 but I'm in a good place right now. I'm really, really happy with the blog. Uh, it makes me feel so good knowing that I am helping people and helping animals Whereas my other business, which I still have, um, if you go to toolsfortalent.com, you can see, see my entertainment business. Um, it's uh, it's basically like uh, an an event staffing agency slash talent management agency and digital marketing agency. We also do like influencer partnerships. So I have a team of hundreds of dancers, models, and entertainers that I built in New York over the 10 plus years that I spent in the entertainment industry, I built a network of the top performers in New York and, uh, and I would staff them for everything from, you know, uh, mainstream events and trade shows and music videos and the top nightclubs in New York, even festivals around the world. Um, So that company still exists, but it definitely went on hiatus during the pandemic when, you know, nightlife and hospitality and trade shows and all of that just disappeared. And now it is starting to pick up a little bit again. But, um, but I kind of realized that my heart really isn't in that as much anymore as, as it is now with my vegan blog. I've kind of pushed that to the forefront and pushed the entertainment to the back, although I'm still, you know, helping some of my old clients. And, uh, and because I 
don't want my um my network of talent to miss out on opportunities being when of course you know right. they're used to getting so much work for me um but i'm finding it difficult to to tackle the two because you know like i said my heart is more in 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 my in my vegan business now than it is in the entertainment business hmm. i i just wanted to say that the the setup for tools of tools for talent is amazing i mean it's it's really <laughs> I was checking it out and I really, it, it looks great. It looks great. Thank you, Thank you so much. I, I, I spent a lot of years on that. You know, we started out as just go-go dancers. That was in back in, a, I started that business what is in 2007. This? What's that in 2007, dance? go-go dancers. Have you ever been to the nightclubs where you look up on the podiums and you see these freestyle dancers and like really cool costumes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yep. Exactly. Yeah. So in 2007, when I first started the business, it was actually called Big Apple Dancers, aka the Bad Girls. That was what it was first called. Um, and then, uh, and then from go-go dancers, it just moved on to also being contortionists and aerialists and fire dancers and stilt walkers and belly dancers and models and influencers. And the team just grew and grew and grew and grew, um, to the point where I was like, wow, you know, I've built an amazing community of entertainers and performers in New York. And we were getting booked for things like Times Square New Year's Eve parties. And it was incredible. Um, but, uh, when the pandemic hit, it was crazy. All of my talent lost their jobs and all of my clients lost their jobs. Imagine, you know, like the managers of these nightclubs were getting laid off. So it was just everyone. And that was when I was like, okay, how can I, how can I transform this business to still, you know, be profitable during the pandemic and at the same time still be able to offer work to some of the some of my talent who are obviously struggling. Um, so that was when we added digital marketing services and influencer marketing uh, services and brand partnerships um, to, uh, to the business during the pandemic. And now um, and now why we actually help um we help all different types of clients um, improve their online presence through social media and other digital marketing. And I have uh, also gotten quite a few of our um, uh, influencers, some really nice brand partnerships. And, um, and also uh, my vegan blog has been offered several brand partnerships. So um, that has been really, really exciting. And I feel like we're moving in the direction of where the future is moving. Yeah, I think I think you're overqualified. I mean, you you could like go into so many. I mean, I don't I don't I'm I'm young. I don't I don't really have experience in this, but I just just seeing like I'm just, you know, I think you're going to do very well no matter what you do. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. You, you know, I, I'm just finding it. I'm finding it difficult to um, to make a stance in the in the vegan community when here, you know, so many years of my past were spent in the entertainment industry. I'm like, how right. do I, how do I fully immerse myself and really, really become a part of this community in a big way? So that's kind of the turning point that I'm at right now. Mm. Because let's be honest, I'm a new vegan. My blog, I didn't start the blog until the pandemic, but I want that to kind of take over. And um, you know, it's it's an exciting path, and I am hustling my way on the journey, but it does kind of also feel like I'm starting over in a sense, you know, which can be scary. Right. And I wanted to mention, I, I'm, I'm in a class right now, entrepreneurship class. And one of one thing that my professor told us was to, we're creating a startup 
from scratch. And he said, you want to solve a problem and you want to solve a problem that people that your audience thinks is a problem. So like, if you like, if you can find some sort of pro- problem and solve it in the vegan community, that's basically where the idea of, of, um, you know, the classes. So, I mean, yeah. maybe you can, maybe you can consider that. Like, what's a, re- what's a problem that not you, not that you think is a problem, but like, if you would like interview people and ask vegans what they think is a problem, I think you would strike something because you could do anything. I mean, you, you, you know, it would be so easy for you to just get that rolling. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Gavin. And that's, that was my exact thought process. When I started the blog, I'm like, okay, what was my biggest problem that I had going vegan? And the problem was, you know, the cooking. And that's the problem that most people have going vegan is that when you go vegan, you have to cook for yourself way more often than you've ever been used to. Um, I mean, luckily, there's a lot more plant-based brands and plant-based products and plant-based restaurants nowadays that are available to us, but that still doesn't change the fact that if you weren't super into cooking before, you need to be into cooking now if you're going to give veganism a real shot and actually have a chance at long-term success. So I'm like, okay, I need to create a blog um, that can help beginners, new new. Uh, new new vegans, so veganers, that's where the name came from, you know, beginner with a V, veganer, um, that can help them kind of learn how to cook and, and get access to easy vegan recipes. So the issue this, that I found is that when you look up a lot of recipes online, Typically, the recipes are complicated. There's a ton of ingredients. You don't yes. know what's going Vegans on. Are it's just, so yeah, it's a great at making, making a simple things so complicated. Yeah, and I also can't stand how there's ads like up the kazoo, and you have to scroll, scroll, scroll through all this junk just to get to the recipe. Right. So what I set out to solve was to create, you know, a recipe blog that was specifically like easy access, easy to read, not too many ingredients, easy to make, doesn't take too long to make. Um, because I, I didn't like spending a lot of time in the kitchen. I think it, as, as a busy woman, it's time consuming having to cook multiple meals a day. So I wanted to come up with a resource that makes cooking easy, fun and delicious. So that was kind of the problem that I was trying to solve with the blog is is the problem like that that people don't know how to cook or i mean or is it the problem that people don't know like what's vegan Um, it's that they don't know what to cook to keep veganism interesting and they don't want to spend too much time doing it i think that's that's one of the major problems because you notice a lot of people that go and try veganism for a week or a month they end up what happens is they end up eating the same stuff over and over again or they run out of ideas of what to make or they're sick of trying these crazy recipes from these fancy blogs and you know and they end up giving up because it's just too annoying for them you know or they just didn't feel like they were eating enough yummy stuff so i feel like that's why a lot of people who try to go vegan don't succeed and end up going back to the old food because they're not surrounded by constant yummy easy meals to 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 make and eat right right i mean what's your typical you know give me a day in the life of gavin what do you eat (laughs) i mean lately i mean some things that i really like making that is simple to me is i like just i mean I guess I, I so <laughs> there's so much so many right there's so many uh there's one that I, I so it's like a chicken Caesar salad 
And I re- this is like a recent recipe that I created. Basically, I, I just put chicken, vegan chicken nuggets in and I put just a salad, a salad mix and Caesar dressing. I mean, that's okay. about it for that. But, you that know, uh, right. Is, is it the Guardian chicken nuggets? No. It, well, uh, no, I think it's called Alpha. I don't know about the Alpha brand. Yeah, they're they're pretty new. But Ooh, I'll have yeah, to that, check that out rice um i mean lately i've been eating a lot of processed uh you know vegan food because of you know broken hand and all that but you know oh that's normally... right i forgot about your broken hands that's right <laughs> i saw that at the festival you poor like, thing normally i would i would make like tofu uh tofu maybe saute in like some sort of glaze um rice maybe uh i don't know you know, very uh, simple recipes I like to make. I like yeah. using red lentil pasta. I mean, just different things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, and if you're doing that with one hand, gosh, kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. How exactly did you break it? Well, I I actually fell on it. Um, I was at a barbecue and I went to uh, – we were playing, like, I guess, soccer. And I went to kick a ball that was high and I jumped to kick it and i fell on the concrete and i actually got an x-ray the day after and unknowingly they told me that i have a tumor and a bone tumor and i was like what what does that even mean oh my god die i mean they just told me like it was like just you know and so i then got a rechecked out they said that i have a um, enchondroma which basically means i need to take the tumor out so i got surgery and yeah so if it wasn't for the fall you might not have found out about that tumor oh yeah and it could have been really bad because it could it can spread you know wow wow that's interesting huh it's almost as if you know someone out there made you fall on purpose yeah (laughs) thank god i fell that's crazy yeah well i'm so glad you caught it oh yeah i'm 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 very glad actually you know so it'll it'll um you you'll get a full recovery right Oh yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's how long until you okay. can use it again? Uh, good question. <laughs> mm. I guess I don't know. I don't know that answer. I mean, uh, I'm gonna get the cast off in about a month and then go through physical therapy. So however long that takes. Do you have anyone helping you at home, or you live alone? Oh yeah, no, I live alone. I'm fine. I mean, I I just I've managed. You know, it's it, it's actually um, yeah, I come up with innovative ideas i guess i don't know oh it's not gosh. that hard i don't know if i could live alone with one hand i don't think I it's could not do that it. hard it's not like <laughs> i mean i have my fingers so, so think about this my, it's my thumb right so i have my okay. other fingers so okay. like you All know right. i'm not like help. like it's like i can yeah it's not yeah that. yeah i mean h- how do you open a jar of something while you're cooking hey one hand <laughs> i mean yeah <sighs> That's crazy. Well, good for you, Gavin. You're inspiring. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I really, veganism is, wait, so you've been vegan for a year, right? Well, a year since, uh, since January, 2020. So it's, it's uh, almost two years now, almost Almost two years. Yay. And, and what about you? How long have you been vegan for and when and why did you transition? There's the there's the interview uh, in you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We didn't even right. talk about the fact yeah. that I have a talk show that airs every Monday night in New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 on cable, right? 
Yes, it is. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> look at me doing my research. <laughs> no, yeah, just, no, good for you. I, I, know, I, I can't believe there's just so many things. I forgot to mention that one. <laughs> yeah, so, but anyways, five years. I mean, yeah, it's been, a, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. Five years. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so I really... The turning point? Yeah, p- the pandemic really uh, changed my views on activism. Like, it made me definitely more of an activist for veganism. And just, you know, I, I learned so much in the, from the pan, you know, during the pandemic about veganism. But tell me about five years ago. What was that moment? So, so I... So I used to smoke weed and, <laughs> you know, and just putting that out there. Yeah. Just, just putting it out there. I, you know, and so one day I, I guess I was in my bathroom and I, at the time I was living with my, my mom, I was in high school. I mean, I was probably 18, uh, 17. And so I heard my mom cutting up like Turkey with like the electric, uh, you know, knife and i it just it it almost seemed like the matrix i was experiencing the matrix and realizing that i'm actually eating dead animals and that wasn't pleasant for me to experience that because it was very surreal and after that moment i i had to commit to myself that i was going to be vegan because i think i was vegetarian first uh and it wasn't necessarily for the animals and that experience that i had changed my mindset Hmm. Interesting. And then, so, so you were vegetarian for a while and then gave up dairy kind of like my, yeah, I guess six months vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's better than eight years vegetarian. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, that's, I know. I'm I'm not proud of that. You you know, you know what it was is I kind of, um, I kind of tried fooling myself and being like, Oh, well, if I'm, I'm not killing the animals to be vegetarian, you know, that's, that's, that's what we subconsciously try (laughs) to say to ourselves. Right. But, but once you actually go and learn about the dairy industry, it is just as cruel, if not crueler than the meat industry. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's so sad that I just, I'm like, I cannot, I cannot support this anymore. So once you really take the time, um, and take the plunge to open yourself up to what's really going on, there's just no way that you can support that. It's just so incredibly inhumane that to support that, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. It's very contradicting. I mean, I mean, if, if someone, if someone says that they don't believe in animal abuse, they'd they'd be wrong i I believe you know it's and and it's it's very hard to admit that (laughs) you know because what you're growing up you never know if everyone's if most people are doing a certain thing and it's legal you don't really see how it's immoral yeah i don't know how we've got to this point as a society where we've made this okay it really yeah. it breaks my heart. Sometimes if I like really, really deep think about it, it makes me so sad about like just thinking about how horrible the world has become that I, I just kind of have to like force no. myself to just get no, out of that mental space because no, it's the world's just... fine. The world's fine. It's the people. <laughs> well, yeah, we've ruined it. That's for sure. I mean, we it's very I don't know why people are so hesitant. I, I, I don't I think the, the reason people are so hesitant is because 
think of think of the time when everyone was vegan like there was i mean there wasn't really a time that people can really point to and say this is we were we were all vegan then or we were all you know eating you know plants and everything it's just we've been doing it for so long eating animals and you just grow up eating animals yeah Gavin, I have a question for you. What is yeah. your take on this whole, um, you know, meat being created in labs, you know, with uh, with cells and um, how they're basically trying to recreate meat in a humane way so that animals don't have to get slaughtered? And this is kind of like the future of meat. Um, you're familiar with what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. What's your take on that? So from a activist standpoint, point of view, I, I don't know why we would. Why would we why would we still say that we need that? You know what I mean? Like like we're not promoting an easier transit. We don't we don't think that it's it should be uh the next step is well, we still need meat. We don't need meat like at all. I don't see, see I, I, I think I think <laughs> I would I would I feel differently because I think that whatever steps we can take to help more people, um, you know, stay away from supporting the animal agriculture industry, I'm all for it. So I would say if people can still get the same satisfaction, the selfish satisfaction of eating meat by eating, you know, lab grown meat, um, then I'd say, I'd say, let's, let's do it. Let's fund it. Let's be a part of it because that's maybe the final push we need to get more people to give it a shot. Well, think about, think about uh, what that's really doing. I mean, you're, it's like saying, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's kill a little bit less animals. Like, no, no, let's kill. Let's get to a point where let's just aim for killing no animals. You know what I mean? Unnecessarily, you know? I mean, it's it's almost like we're still, uh, we, I mean, it's wrong, right? Well, but, but that's the point. The point is that no animals will need to be killed if we can oh, get well, our meat from labs. Well, well, what's the, what's, then what's the purpose of, of making the lab-grown meat? Is it... So that people can still enjoy the foods that they're not ready to give up. The te- The texture? You, you know, people who says that you know a beyond burger doesn't taste like a real a real thing to them and that's why they're still gonna buy real burgers for those kind of people that still need to buy the real burgers if they said no this might be challenging to hear but if they said that that humans taste really good and we still want to eat humans like i know this is like kind of like out of the out of the ballpark but would it would it still be okay to like make it taste like like think about what that's saying right they they say that the taste of animals are good we still want to taste animals i just know gavin that there's a lot of people who will never ever ever give up eating meat and this is kind of like a, oh, yeah. a plan no, b solution this is a plan b solution for those people so if to be honest, I, I would love to invest in one of those companies like like Meat Tech. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Meat Tech. I even no, I never... even I even saw another company. I forgot their name at the last CES conference that I went to. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to be like an angel investor in one of these startups because I think that I think that 
they will really help shape our future in a more, um, you know, not only helping with the animal agriculture problems, but the problems with our environment as well. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, I don't I don't think it's I think it's still helping people, but I, I but I still think it's like promoting the idea that it's OK that for people to think that the taste of animals is OK. So you're telling me that you didn't like the way chicken tasted back before you were a vegan? Um, no, I did. Okay, so if you could eat chicken and know that no animal was harmed or killed for it, you wouldn't you wouldn't need it. Well, it's the texture. I mean, like, I mean, it's also the it's also the um, the idea of that. I mean, it's not like okay, so like I, I eat Beyond Burgers, right? I mean, I'm, I I eat it because of the texture. I don't eat it because I wanna because it's an animal. But you also eat it for the taste. Oh yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that people still want to taste chicken because they're used to it, you know, and people have a hard time changing habits, you know, changing habits, I think is actually probably the hardest thing about going vegan is, is changing your habits. It's just like, you know, trying to lose weight, you need to go and change your entire lifestyle. Veganism is a lifestyle change. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. So you need to change your habits, your way of thinking, you need to be, you know, be super disciplined and that's not something that comes easy to a lot of people so if you could you know have some lab-grown meat instead of killing animals to get your meat I think um I think we should I think we should support that technology to help our future and to help the animals in in our future how many vegans would you say would want that lab-grown meat though you know, I think I think you'd be surprised. Um, I think that there is going to be a, a fairly larger than expected uh, percentage of the vegan community who would eat that because a lot of vegans who are who are doing it for ethical reasons versus health reasons. I think that they are the ones who would go and have the lab grown meat. The people who are doing it for health reasons, no, probably not, um, unless the lab grown meat um you know is healthier maybe because less you know chemicals and all that but um yeah i think we i think you'd be surprised i'm curious i want to ask you a question um how would you feel about if they did that same lab-grown meat for dogs (laughs) you're such an activist gavin i love i well I I... i love that about you i really do well, again, it's not like it, it, it wouldn't happen because people aren't used to eating dogs. I'm talking about well, society has brainwashed us to have certain habits as humans. OK, and right. these habits are have, you know, developed certain taste buds, certain cravings, all that. So, um, you know, it, it's about it's about getting people to change their habits without having to try so hard, you know. So but, but um, you- since most people aren't disciplined enough to change their habit and aren't ethical enough to change their habits this is plan b for those people so i say yes gavin we need to support it we need to fund this no i would i don't i mean i personally i don't have a problem with with them creating lab grown dog meat if, if they don't kill any dogs but i'm, I'm asking you like I'm, I'm just i'm just curious what you think about it i i think it's an irrelevant question because 
you know, dogs are not what people are trying to eat for the most part. No, there's a lot of people who, I mean, there's, I mean, maybe not the majority, but I mean, there's a lot of people who want to eat certain animals that you can't eat in the United States or in certain states, I guess, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if 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 they can do that and not have to kill dogs to do that, then yeah, then, no, then fine. I'm, no, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just curious, like because um, whatever helps save the animals, that's what I'm for. Yeah, no, me too. No, of course, no, we're not, we're on the same page, of course. But you know, I would like to get in, more involved in the activism side of veganism. Um, you know, so if you actually do have any uh, tips or advice on kind of where to begin on that and like Anonymous for the Voiceless or any other organizations that you think would be a good way to start, I definitely would love to hear your your insight on that. I got a great and uh, for anyone listening who's interested, I have a great, uh, I guess, website that basically tackles 100 responses or uh, I guess arguments it says from people from non-vegans against veganism and it basically um, yeah it's, it's just a great starting point to learn about uh, the philosophy I guess nice nice what's it called well I'll send it to you you don't want to tell everyone listening well, I actually don't even know what it's called I have it in a bookmark <laughs> okay <laughs> you know it's like a uh, hundred I mean it's just like vegan proof i guess vegan speak i guess mm-hmm. if you look up vegan speak okay. um, but um yeah nice. thanks I'll i mean anonymous out. for the voiceless i mean anonymous for the voices is a great they do pro t- i mean they do cube of truth they're not necessarily like very you know they take like a they're not i don't know how to explain it they're not necessarily attacking people but they're they're talking about it i mean they're showing uh footage of these animals um, being you know you know slaughtered and they go to popular areas so like they'll set up on a beach and there'll be like four tvs of people wearing anonymous masks you know in a cube and people will and then other people will go see these people watch the tvs and they'll talk to them and whatever but that's a great um place to get involved with activism for sure Wonderful. Wonderful. That's awesome. And what would you say was your hardest or biggest struggle, biggest hurdle going vegan? Uh, well, hmm, good question. I don't, I don't think I, I don't know that answer. But it was just easy for you, Gavin? Well, no, you know, there were so many obstacles. Like I, I, I just, I guess it was, I guess it was like finding the right foods for, or finding a good balance. I think that was the, one of the hardest things for me. Balance Not, between what and what? Just different types of food, the types of food. Like I didn't understand like what, like, cause I, it was either like all or nothing with me when I, when I was vegan, I would either go, uh, you know, very uh, no processed food or like, processed food because I, I was just tired of making food all day you know mm-hmm. so finding that balance definitely was okay hard. yeah so you kind of need to lower your intake of processed foods and focus more on like whole foods and veggies yeah well you yeah, know what can help you with that gavin what can help me veganer cooking <laughs> i got you i got you gav 
you have a robot chef that's insane what is that yes oh my god I actually like oh part of the reason why I'm a 100% vegan and not like a meatless monday kind of girl to my okay, robot yeah. chef it, it's actually called um the thermomix tm6 but i um but i call it my robot chef just because that's what oh I really do. yeah okay. so <laughs> it actually it originated in germany um many 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 years ago and then it moved to uh country to country so like spain austria it's everywhere now and it recently came to the u.s and uh uh, i found out about it about some friends of mine in austria and um and when it came to the u.s i needed to jump on that it's basically it's an all-in-one cooking appliance that has over seventy thousand recipes preloaded in it step by step so they um so it's all it's guided cooking and it also um it also cooks up to four things at the same time with multi-level cooking. So it re- basically it replaces, it replaces your stove and pretty much every appliance in your kitchen. It replaces everything except for your oven. So um, and and it just it cooks everything for you really really fast and efficiently. And you don't have to like sit there in front of your stove and watch it because it kind of is doing the work for you. And everything comes out perfect because it's measuring all the ingredients as you put it in. It's telling you exactly how much to put in of each ingredient. So you can't mess it up. So for any Anyone who's like new to cooking or just wants to make cooking easier and more time efficient, I definitely recommend having like really awesome cooking tools like the Thermomix to help make your life easier. Um, so why I'm saying it helped me go vegan so much is not that it's a vegan appliance because it's not, it makes everything, but because it made cooking easier and faster. And it also opened up my mind to a lot more recipe ideas. So being able to make recipes with like a touch, uh, with like a guided step-by-step touchscreen is much easier than reading recipe blogs, you know? So for me, I actually get a lot of my recipe ideas from the Thermomix database, and then I veganize them and and upload um, and upload it to my blog in a way where anyone can make it. Like, even if you don't have the Thermomix, you can still make the same recipe on your stove, obviously. So yeah, that's what that is. And I do have promo codes if anyone is interested in getting the Thermomix. Um, I am a consultant for them. Once I realized how much I loved the product, I hit them up and I'm like, oh my God, I need to share this with my friends who are trying to go vegan. It's been really, really help them cook for themselves. So, um, so yeah, so I, I love the Thermomix. I cannot live without it when I travel and I don't have my Thermomix. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because I'm used to using it to cook all my meals. So, yeah, I don't like cooking like on the stove now because I want to cook everything in my Thermomix, my robot chef. Interesting. Four things at a time. Does it heat up your food? Like if you want to heat up your food, does it do that? I'm just curious. Yeah, like, yeah, it has like over 20 different modes and one of the modes is 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 a is a reheat mode. So, it, let's say you make a nice, you know, chickpea curry in your Thermomix. You can just pop the bowl uh pop the, the um, you know, the mixing bowl right back into the appliance and mm-hmm. click the reheat button and then it'll reheat it up for you again so you don't have to use your microwave to heat up your food, which is nice. That's such a huge problem. I, for me, at least, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there because I don't like microwaving my food. No, yeah, that, I it, don't recommend it, it. It ruins the taste. It's so I, I didn't realize it takes out the nutrients. <laughs> like I'm sitting there for for even when I reheat it on, you know, in the oven, it takes like 10 minutes. And that those 10 minutes are I'm just like thinking to myself, what's 
someone needs to solve this. Yeah. Like we need like sure. we need like a microwavable device that's not like a microwave that doesn't use microwaves. Yeah. Well, there you have it. And also I think like for me toaster. The that's biggest toaster. Yeah, 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 that too. But you you but it's harder to put like <laughs> um, you know, like stews and stuff in the toaster. Right. But right. um but yeah, like I make a lot of chilies and a lot of, you know, like different uh gosh I make everything you've seen seen on my blog but um I think for me like what was my biggest hurdle in the kitchen was I hated like washing pots and pans and I hate it like like there's a cleaning mode like the Thermomix actually cleans itself which is awesome and the fact that everything is made in like that one mixing bowl um I'm not like I'm not using any pots and pans and I'm and I got to get rid of all my other appliances anymore I didn't need a blender anymore like a rice cooker I didn't need a food processor I didn't need anything anymore so I got rid of everything that I had all over my counters that was for cooking. Now I just have this one appliance that does everything and I don't even need my pots and pans anymore. Awesome. So it's called the Thermo. The Thermomix. Yeah, actually, if you go to my blog, uh, veganercooking.com and you click on shop and then you click on robot chef, I have a bunch of more info about it there. Um, and also if uh, for whoever wants a promo code, um, you can uh, request that from me right there on the blog and I will hook you up. Awesome. Well, that's all I got. Thank you for, um, you know, for this. I appreciate it. Oh, no, my absolute pleasure, Gav. Thank you for having me. You are a wonderful podcast host. Thank and, you. And that. you are like my first vegan florida friends <laughs> awesome awesome well i mean there's a so i might see you at the vegan block party yes i hope so if not i think there's another one coming up in november um that i think it's called the seed summit are you going to that one seed summit no i've never yeah, heard that of one's it. in miami okay i'll, yeah. I'll look into it seed yeah summit. awesome what, what is a what is like your favorite because i was going to do an outro song and then cut this part off. What's your uh, what's the what's a parody song, a vegan parody song that you that you think would be good? Um, actually, you know what? I will to end the stream. I will give you guys a little live rap from one. Of oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Why not? Sure. Right. Um, Why and not? Then, then if they want to go hear the the real thing, they got to go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/CherylMartinez. Okay. But yeah. Um. So do you remember the song Little Nas Rodeo? Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, this was. Uh, well, actually, it was Little Nas featuring, uh, uh, Nas X, like the actual Nas, right? So this was, so if you remember Nas's rap in the song, I went and kept the same flow, but changed the lyrics to be, and mind you, I wrote this right when I went vegan. So all I could think about was giving up cheese and why I gave up cheese and what that like was about. So that's what this rap is about. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard about casomorphin derived from ingesting casein? Fragments of cheese protein cause a hit of dopamine. It's a new day stuck in old ways. Time to change, but we stay the same. Cheese is so addictive, that's why we're so afflicted. With the dairy crack, it's a brain attack. So let's kick back on the dairy snack. Let's all do ourselves a favor, because the cattle problem is major. And the flavor that you savor is fucking with our nature. And now we're all in danger, so it's time to change our behavior. And the music video is <laughs> adds a whole different type of uh, feel to that. 
for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, obviously, I try to make it really funny, really hilarious. Like I said, it was shot like in my apartment. So it's not anything fancy compared no, but- to my old work. This was more just like fun hilariousness, but trying to shed light on the on the actual like issues as yep. far as going vegan and the animal agriculture industry and just kind of kind of just spreading a little bit of vegan motivation in there in a fun, humorous way. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate it. No, my absolute pleasure, Gavin. Thank you. And thank you for being such an amazing activist for our community. And keep on spreading that plant-based love, Gav. Awesome.